Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. I hope I'm unmuted. I hope you all can hear me okay. We are live with Facebook and on our uh, Zoom call today, Agent Power Huddle, 8 a.m. on the West Coast. Good morning, 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Here again with my good friend, Craig Graves. We are reviewing Way of the Seal, the national bestseller by Mark Devine, How to Think Like an Elite Warrior to Lead and Succeed. You may have already seen some of the different... Um, episodes that we've had, we've gone through the, the eight principles in this book. We've gone through four so far, Craig. We're on the fifth one today. Uh, so welcome to all you guys who are tuning in and joining our call. Uh, let's talk really quick, Craig, uh, to let them know just a bit of background on Mark Devine and tell us a little about yourself as well. Yeah, so <clears throat> we'll start with me, I guess. So I, I am Craig Graves. Happy to be here. Hopefully I've seen some of you guys in the past or, or you've seen me. Um, I've always been kind of a personal development junkie and uh, interested in leadership and, 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 and those kind of things, helping people grow and develop. And um, I read this book, The Way of the Seal, back in 2014-ish. And uh, the thing that turned me on about the book, Matthew, is, um, you know, I'd always been kind of fascinated with these guys. And I wanted to know why these 15% were able to make it through while the others couldn't. And it turns out it's their minds. It's their mindset that gets them through. And you're talking about buzz training. Blood strength, the beginning yeah. of the Navy Seal training. Strength. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought this mental, this mental toughness, we're talking mental toughness today, in fact, I thought this was something you were born with or not. And what I learned by reading this book was these skills, these are skills and they're teachable. And, um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's, that, that, that kind of led me on this path that I'm on now. Uh, a little bit more about Mark Devine. Mark is uh, now retired from the SEAL teams. He spent 20 years in the SEAL teams. He was a CPA on Wall Street. He had this big lucrative financial career mapped out, but he kind of felt like he was out of place in life. And uh, he was walking through Manhattan one day and saw a poster in the Navy recruiter office that said, be someone special. And, um, and so he quit his job and joined the SEAL teams. And the rest, they say, is, is history. <laughs> so what is Way of the SEAL, the book that we're reviewing? Yeah, the way the seal is kind of—it's it's a leadership book. It's a book about leadership, but it's about growing the person, the leader, from the inside out. I mean, most most leadership programs that that you're probably familiar with are um, are surface level, but this program is based on growing the person, their character, their integrity, and growing the leader from the inside out. So it's a little bit different from from most leadership books you might read, Matthew. You, you want to describe Seal Fit, the program that Mark put together? Yeah. So when Mark got out of the Navy, he, um, uh, the Navy, you know, 15% of these guys graduate from, from SEAL training. They want to increase that number. So they kind of hired Mark to uh, look at ways to help people get through the training, you know, train their mindsets. And so um, long story short, Blackwater actually won the contract and then Mark, Mark, uh, Mark didn't, didn't get the government contract, but he started a business training people, training these guys. And, um, Actually, Matthew, he has a 90% success rate. So, so SEAL candidates who go through Mark's training and then go on to BUDS are, are 90%, whereas the failure rate on the other, the other way is at 85%. So he started doing these camps. He's got some camps. We may, may mention those or not. But anyway, you know, the first camp, it's all, it's all guys who are going to uh, join the SEAL teams. 
Um, the second camp, there's a civilian there. And he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And the guy's like, well, I just wanted to, I just wanted to kind of test myself and see if I had what it takes. Yeah. He's like, all right, you know. So the next camp, he's got two or three civilians. And so he re- finally realizes that there is a civilian market for this kind of knowledge. And uh, he started Unbeatable Mind, which trains uh, uh, people in, in these techniques on, on a civilian basis. He still has still fit, too. And um, he's taken it further. He's, he's created a coaching program. So he certifies coaches. Uh, people like me, I'm one of his level two certified coaches. And so, uh, yeah, it's really fascinating stuff, man. Well, this morning, we're talking about forging mental toughness and being more mentally tough. Um, there's going to be uh, real estate agents on the call, but it could be relatable, relatable to business, life, mindset, but it's, it's about being mentally tough. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think when we when we talk about mental toughness and think about that, we do think about physical things, right? We think about warriors, military guys, athletes, but these, these things we're talking about on all these power models. And, and specifically today are things that you can use really uh, in any area of life, business, relationships, whatever. You know, I, I, if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, I wrote an article out there about how I use these mental toughness skills to help my daughter paint her bedroom. Now, that may sound ridiculous, right? But, but painting a bedroom, that just, you know, I can just, when I say that, I start getting anxious. So, but this is something she wanted to do. And so I use these big four skills and man, it's funny because we did this a year ago and she showed me a video the other day. She said, Hey dad, it's been a year since we painted my room and it's me painting the, one of the walls. Yeah. I had no idea she even shot that. Yeah. So, you know, it meant something to her. Yeah. And so me being in a good headspace made it a lot more enjoyable than me being agitated and anxious. And, you know, uh, you know how it is when you're doing a menial task that you hate doing. For yeah. sure. Right. Well, we got a lot of great material about uh, being mentally tough and forging mental toughness. But before we do, that's on that's principle number five out of eight in this book. Let's do a super quick, high level review of the four principles that brought us here, Craig. The very first one: establishing your set point. It was about defining your purpose, your passion, and your principles. And in fact, there was a PDF that went along with that. It's in the files section on our Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group, Find us there. The three P's document is uploaded in the file section on the Facebook group. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. But the second principle was your front sight focus mm-hmm. and how important it is to envision your goal, prepare your mind, define your mission, and then simplify your battlefield. All of these are recorded on our YouTube channel. You can go and, re- and listen back to any of these that you would like leading up to today's material about forging mental toughness. Third principle is bulletproofing your mission about selecting high-value targets, exploring your options, communicating the vision, and then rehearsing or dirt-diving the mission. So that was principle three. And last week, Friday of last week, uh, some of you all may have joined us for that one. It was do what others won't do. Being successful by willing to do what others won't do. Finding your 20x factor. We can do 20 times more than we think we can. So finding your 20x factor, building the three Ds, and embracing the suck. So sometimes the, it's it's just not enjoyable or uh, easy uh, go, but we sometimes we just embrace the suck. We got to say that's an informal military term. Embrace the suck and move on. Drive on with the mission. So that was a high level of the four principles that led us to today. And let's get right into forging mental toughness. Craig, as we get started with that, I wanted to 
read the very first paragraph, okay, from the chapter. Go and ahead. It's, it's really good what Mark says here to get us started on this topic. Forging mental toughness, principle number five. Mark says, success seems to be largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. And that was a quote from William Feather, who was an American author um, back in the early 1900s. But Mark Devine says in the first chapter of Principle 5, making excellence a habit, making excellence a habit will take you a long way down the road towards every mission you focus on and enable you to satisfy your purpose, leading to a happier, more fulfilling and meaningful life. But how exactly do you continue to hang on after others have let it go? How do you just not quit? This is the million dollar question. Everyone asks me wants a silver bullet answer. Sorry, but there isn't one, he says. You earn a non-quitting spirit in a trial by fire manner, either through life challenges or through the kind of training I share with you in this book. So that's Mark's way of kicking off principle number five, forging mental toughness. Very first aspect to that is controlling your response. That's exactly Tell us right. more about that, Craig. Yeah, we, we touched on this back in, in uh, number two on preparing your mind on front sight focus. But controlling your response is all about controlling your breath. And that may sound ridiculous. And, and a lot of people think, you know, hey, I, I, I know how to breathe. You know, I, I've been doing it my whole life, right? But a lot of us don't breathe properly. And it is scientifically shown that if we're breathing properly down into our diaphragm using our nose, that's a stress buster, okay? So we can control our response if we're able to control our breath. And that's going to lead us into other things we're going to, we're going to continue to talk about. But breath control is really the first step in controlling your response. What are your, what are your thoughts on that, Matthew? I found it to be true. And I, it's funny, it's one of the things I teach my kids. If they're upset, one of the first things I can get them to do is I'll say, Take a moment, breathe, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. And then you taught us the exercise of box breathing. Yes. So it adds to that. Breathe in through the nose and do it in a controlled way on a on a pace. So you have a certain amount of time, like yeah. three, four seconds, and then holding it there. Yes. And that'll slow you down even further and then exhale through the yeah. mouth. Right, exactly. So box breathing, what Matthew's talking about, um, is, is a breathing, is a breathing practice, right? But let's first of all back up one step. So I, I kind of touched on this, but a proper breath is through the nose. There's there's lots of documented science on, on health benefits, physical health benefits of breathing through the nose. But we want to breathe down into our bellies. A lot of people are breathing here in the chest, and they're breathing at a rapid rate. But we want to breathe down into the belly. That's the first step. It's really a three-part breath. The second part would be kind of up here into the rib cage. The third part would be into the uh, chest area, and then you exhale in the, in the reverse fashion, okay? And so a box breath, like Matthew said, for a set period of time, I'll use an example of five. You breathe into a count of five, you hold at the top to a count of five, you exhale to a count of five, and then you hold at the bottom of that for a count of five, and then you repeat for a given period of time. Now, I practice this 20 minutes a day, Matthew. I do 20 minutes box breathing per day. And, um, and it definitely does, it, it definitely helps. So I, just for example, um, a friend of ours in our mastermind group does a podcast and I was his co-host for a long time. And he actually noticed, he said, Hey man, what are you, what are you doing different? You seem a lot calmer than, than you have been recently. And it was a result of my box breathing practice. And the funny thing is my kids noticed that too. 
So if I can control my breath, if I'm breathing properly, then I can control my body, my physiology, and I can also control my response. So step one, controlling your response. <clears throat> step two, and that, that would lead us right into controlling our attention, where our attention is. Yeah, so, so Mark in the book, he talks about controlling your attention, but that's really controlling our self-talk. That's our, that's our positive self-talk. So we're always telling ourselves something, right, Matthew? Always. I mean, subconsciously or consciously, you're always telling yourself something. So science, science believes we have between 50 and 80,000 thoughts per day. 50 and 80,000 unique thoughts per day. Can you imagine that? Um, 90% of those thoughts are negative. And if we're just, you know, if we're just going with the flow and not consciously thinking about what we're telling ourselves, then we're telling ourselves 90% of the time we're telling ourselves negative things. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. So back in the day, 10,000 years ago, we might get eaten by a bear or a lion. So we have to be on the defensive. But the good news is now we don't have to worry about those kind of things. But we take small things and we blow them up. You know, we, we let those things become big. Yeah. If we tell, you know, if we just kind of in things that aren't really threats become big deals. Yeah. My coffee's cold. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, what's what's up? What? So you have to be able to control that and, and and tell yourself positive things. So first of all, we control our control our breath. We can control our thoughts and tell ourselves these positive things, Matthew. So if we're controlling our response, that means we're not reactive to the things that occur. And that happened to us absolutely throughout our day. And in real estate, it's you, you. It's like a roller coaster of emotions throughout the day. The things that we have to respond to, um, the, and sometimes it, it can be clients, it can be other agents, circumstances that happen to us. But instead of being reactive, if we can be in control of that response, changes everything. Absolutely. And, and one of the things we do during the breath practice is we 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 focus on something. Now, it could be the breath, it could be, you know, it could be something that we're visualizing in our minds, but when we focus, and what happens is the mind's going to wander off. So if I'm counting my breaths or just focusing on my breath, eventually, I'm going to start thinking about something else. Oh, I got to do this power level with Matthew in the morning. But what we do is we realize we've, we've lost our focus and we bring it back. And what that does is it trains the mind to be able to come back to an object of focus and control those thoughts. And that's that's really one of the goals of the box reading practice too. And if we're doing that, then we can control our response when these when these thoughts do come up. So if somebody does something that makes us angry or or whatever, we can say, huh, that's interesting. Instead of reacting right away. Yeah. There was a good tip we offered a couple of weeks ago on one of the principles about controlling the attention is when your mind, when you're you are in that space of meditating, I think it was about the mental gym, the episode we talked about the mental gym. But it was about creating a journal. And as your mind went there you're, and, you, and you felt your mind shift towards a distraction that popped in your mind when you're trying to meditate, have that journal, write that thing down. And then it's off your plate. It's out of your mind. And you get right back to center and back to focus. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, great. That's right. Absolutely. So related to forging mental toughness, which is our topic for today, for those who have just joined, we are talking about principle number five in Way of the Seal. Forging mental toughness. We've talked about controlling our response, not just being reactive to the things that happen to us, but controlling our response primarily through breath support and um, and then controlling where our attention is and what thoughts are in our mind. Yes, that's exactly right. Step the third step would be developing emotional resilience. Craig, what is developing emotional resilience? <laughs> okay, so I can I can I can redirect my thoughts to, to positive places all day long. 
But if my if my emotions are not in line with my thought process, then my performance is going to be hindered. So let's say that for whatever reason, I get angry and I realize I'm angry and I say, OK, you're angry. Um, and you and you redirect to that positive place using this positive self-talk. Oh, you got this. This is all good. But your emotions are still you're still triggered. You're still angry. So developing emotional resiliency is about taking that anger and realizing that it's there. You know, we're, we're also, this is part of controlling our response and knowing it's there. And then transmuting that anger into a different emotion that, that's a healthy emotion. And in the book, he kind of lines out some examples. So the primary emotion is anger. You know, he says to transmute that into clarity or determination. If it's fear, you might transmute that into alertness or eagerness. And then he goes through some more emotions. But the idea there is to be able to make your emotions, your emotional state, fall in line with your mental state. And that's where you're going to be your peak performance. About a real world example. Think of something as, as that would happen maybe in a day to day. Uh, an example where someone could take and develop that emotional resilience. Uh, something that could happen to us. Just a real world example that we could share. Oh, wow. That's a, that kind of put me on the spot there a little bit. Um, Let's just take the example of the, of the cold of the cold coffee. Okay. Nice so example. yeah, so I, I go to start, you know I go to the coffee shop. I just go. I go to the coffee shop and I get a cup of coffee. It's cold, so I'm controlling. You know, I'm controlling my breath. Okay. I'm breathing properly, and so I can control my thought process. And so the coffee's cold, and I'm you know, and I get angry. So I'm able to realize that I'm angry, and you say, okay, it's just it's just a cup of coffee, but you know, you're still you're still mad about this thing. And so uh, at that point, you, you feel into that anger. And a lot of people say, you know, if you're mad or you're sad, you know, just kind of let that go. Get over that, whatever. But you really want to feel into that. You really want to deal with that emotion. And then you turn that emotion, you would transmute that anger into, uh, it says clarity or determination. And I'm trying to link that with a cold cup of coffee. But you kind of get the idea, right? You're going you're gonna to transmute that anger into maybe loving kindness for this person into the coffee shop who has no control over really, you know, the, the, the maybe they do, but the, the temperature of the coffee. Okay. All right. Is that a good example? I'm not sure that was a good example, but yeah. what it is what it is. I was trying to think of related to real estate. Yeah. Uh, realtors enjoy coffee shops. So I'm sure it happens. Number four. Setting effective goals. And we've talked about goal setting quite a bit. We have. principles. Yeah. Yeah. When we talked about bulletproofing the mission, we use some tools, the FITS tool and the prop tool in order to select high value targets and then to figure out what path we want to take. We use the CMAC to kind of communicate the mission. Mm -hmm. uh, setting effective goals when it comes to mental toughness. You know, we want to use a, a process we call SMART to set goals. Are you familiar with SMART? Yeah. I think we yeah. talked about this yesterday. So, you know, your goal might be, I want to sell more real estate. Well, that's kind of broad. You know, if I sell one more house, I've met that goal. So we want to make it specific. I want to sell 10% more real estate. I want to sell 100 more houses this year than I did last year. Whatever it is, you want to make it specific. You want to make sure it's measurable. Well, that goal is measurable. If my goal is to sell 100 more houses and I'd sell 99, then I know that I didn't meet my goal. Still did pretty good though, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is it achievable? If I'm a brand new agent, I have no book, whatever, whatever the deal is, then perhaps that's not an achievable goal for me. Um, is it realistic? And that kind of goes along those same lines. Uh, you may set a goal to sell a thousand houses. I mean, is it realistic for your agency to sell a thousand houses? Maybe not. And then we want to make sure it's time bound. 
We don't want to say, yeah, it, you know, I'm going to do it at some point. You want to put a, you want to put a time on. I'm going to do it by the end of the year. And that way your goal is smart. Now my goal becomes much more than I just want to sell more real estate. And Mark talks about a, he puts kind of a unique spin on it because he, he says smart key. So make sure your goal is put in, is, is written out in, in positive terms, right? Okay. So for example, never quit or don't quit is a big, is a big uh, thing these days people say, but that introduces the idea of quitting, right? So Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, Keep he going. You keep going. Right. He didn't say don't quit or don't stop, whatever. He said, if you're going through hell, keep going. And that kind of puts a more positive spin on that goal. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we have big goals written out in smart terms. But as it relates to mental toughness, we really want to think about breaking these goals down into small micro goals. You know, what is the one thing that I can do today to help me achieve my big goal of selling 100 houses this year? You know, is it making phone calls? Is it is it uh, contacting buyers or sellers? Or maybe you can give a better example. But what's the one small thing that I can do in order to accomplish this big goal? It is a way to accomplish anything, any goal of any size, just like eating the elephant. How on earth do you eat an elephant? <laughs> one bite at a time. It's just one bite at a time. Yeah. And it was just chunked down into bite-sized pieces. And that can be the same way with any goal. Yeah, absolutely. An interesting example that I'd like to share, because we're talking about seals here, um, I said only 15% of those guys make it through the program. So the Navy invests quite a bit of money in each one of these people, and then they quit, right? So they want to increase that 15%. So they did this study where they interviewed the guys who made it, and they said, what did you guys do to get through? And they all had different things they did, right? But they all had one thing in common. And that one thing in common was breaking it down into micro goals. So when those guys got up in the morning, they weren't thinking about getting a trident in eight months. They were just thinking about making their bed. Once their bed was made, they were just thinking about getting to breakfast. Once they had breakfast, you know, it might be just getting back to the grinder or just getting to lunch. But they chunked this thing down into these small little chunks, these small little goals. And that's what helped them get through. Because if they thought about eight months of hell on earth, they'd ring that bell right away. Yeah. So that's the power of microsoft Mindset. Last piece towards forging mental toughness that Mark Devine gives us in principle number five of forging mental toughness, visualizing powerfully. Yes. And we've talked about visualization and, and other principles. Yeah, dirt um, diving was about visualization. Dirt diving is about visualization and, and front sight focus. We talk about envisioning our goal. So, yeah, so in mental toughness, we want to do the same thing. We want to visualize ourselves having the success that we desire. And hopefully, we've got these things written out with our purpose and those kind of things. But the way I tie this all together, I do, I do um, big four mental toughness okay. seminars, okay. webinars. And um, I've got an in-person event set up in a couple of weeks at my martial arts academy. But the way you tie this together, these tools can all be used independently. So, like, I do my breathing practice in the morning for various reasons. You know, I may control my uh, attention by giving myself positive self-talk if I find myself in a negative state. Um, I may break my, my day down into small micro goals. But if I'm faced with something, some kind of challenge, if we're finding our 20x factor, for example, like we talked about last time, then I can tie all these things together and then use them uh, as, a, as, a, as a package, if you will, to get through an extreme an extreme situation, whatever that is. So the first thing I want to do is control my breath, right? Because if I control my breath, I, I do what? Control my thoughts. 
So if I find myself going into a negative spot, if I'm controlling my breath and watching my mind, when negativity comes along, I can redirect that to a positive place. So that's, that's the first two. Breath control, positivity. Next thing I'm going to do is visualize. I'm going to visualize success. Now, on my webinar, you know, we can't really do a physical event or anything for that matter to kind of be in, bur- be in, a, in, a, in a virtual environment. So I use an example of burpees. So I'm going to do 100 burpees. What do you think about when I say that? Think about being really tired. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's, it sucks, right? Yeah. My, my mind goes to a bad place. But if I'm going to do that, if, I, if I'm going to do that task, I'm going to control my breath because eventually my thoughts are going to go negative. <laughs> Doing 100 burpees. So when that happens, I'm going to redirect. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to visualize myself being successful. I'm going to visualize myself having good posture and, and, and really busting these things out. You know, if me and Matthew are doing these things, if we're working out and we're doing these things together, I may visualize the two of us kicking back afterwards, having a, having a cold drink. You know, I'm visualizing in my mind what success looks like and I'm keeping myself there. And then I'm going to break it down into small chunks. You know, I, I might be able to do 10, 15, 20 burpees before the negativity comes along. So my goal in the beginning is not 100. Yeah. It's just 10 or three or three. It might be three, whatever it is, you know, and, and I can continue to chunk down. So eventually my goal might just be one burp or eventually it might just be putting my hands on the deck, kicking my feet back, lowering my body down. It's not even one, not even one. So the idea is I'm getting really granular with the micro goals. And that's how you can tie all those four together to get through a difficult challenge. You've taught this material before. A couple times. Yeah, I, I can tell that it's something that's worked well for you in your life. A couple times, yeah. And, and you know, guys, I, I'm, we're talking about these things today. You're not going to go away from this and be mentally tough. This is something you have to train, right? So I'm training my breath, breathing practice in the mornings or in the evenings whenever I'm doing it. I'm controlling my response as I'm going through that process. So if I start thinking negatively or whatever, I'm, I'm bringing myself back. Um, part of my breath practice is visualizing. Visualizing myself, I'm doing the mental projection. I'm visualizing success. Mm-hmm. I'm visualizing myself in front of you guys this morning. You know, having this conversation with, with Matthew. And then, you know, the way I train micro goals is by kind of falling back on our last principle when I'm finding my twenty X factor. You know, I'm doing hard things. You know, in the morning after I take my shower, I kick it down cold and rinse off. So I'm taking a cold shower. Um, my workouts are quite intensive. A good way to train your mind is through training your body. So I'm tapping into these skills there. You know, I told you guys I'm training for this 20X coming up in September. I have to move it to September. But that's going to test my mental. That's going to give me an opportunity to train my mindset, to train these big four skills. So look for ways daily. Paint my daughter's bedroom, right? That was a, that was a way to train this thing. So you have to figure out a way to train these, these, these things. And that's how you really achieve the, the mental toughness you're looking for. Well, that's what Mark described in the book is that we have to do it through experiences and the trial by fire manner that mm-hmm. life will, will give us. So got to have a, a thick skin in real estate. You know, and that reminds me, I've heard that so many times and thought about it so many times to survive over the years in this business. Commission only sales is not for the faint of heart. So you've got to be resilient and you got to be mentally tough to survive. So it's funny all the parallels. Uh, it is funny. The one about fifteen percent of people make it in real estate. Fifteen yeah, yeah. percent of seals make it. That's 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 yeah. a that's a good one. Yeah. 
Well, that was principle number five, forging mental toughness. Those are the different principles to keep in mind. Uh, Find the recording of this and go back and listen to it again and again, if you'd like, as you go through the trial by fire and become more mentally tough. So if there are questions, we're happy to field those. Other than that, we are at the bottom of the hour, and I hope you all have an amazing day. So with that, we'll see you next week on the Age of Power Huddle. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.